He loves Ugh. socks. Dogs. <laughs> Dogs are Dog disgusting. Dogs, <laughs> They eat everything. They really do. Like the stinkier, the better. Ew. <laughs> Season just right. Hello there, gentle fairy tale fix listeners. Hello. Hello. I'm Welcome. Abby. I'm Kelsey. And this is, uh, as I just said, Fairy Tale Fix, the podcast where we read each other classic fairy and folk tales and then fix them for a modern audience. Sometimes. Sometimes they're perfect. Many times they're perfect. <laughs> Sometimes I just forget to fix the story. <laughs> What's our podcast called again? It's also Fairy Tale Fix, where you can get your fix of yeah, fairy tales. You, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of how I feel about my story today, where I'm just getting a fairy tale fix. It hits, oh gosh, it really hits the spot. Nice. The one that I'm telling today. I'm really excited about it. it no, I I've, I've preemptively, spoiler alert, I don't have any fixes for it. I think it's wonderful. <laughs> Amazing. I don't know. Sometimes we uh, fix each other. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, you may see a glaring issue that I just didn't when <laughs> I was reading through it. So it's exciting because it's the it's the end of Mermaid. Mm-hmm. And we still haven't seen the new Little Mermaid yet, but I'm I'm increasingly getting excited for it. I feel like there's a lot more hype around this live action than any others. Yeah, people seem genuinely really happy with it. Yeah, they had the premiere. So I've been seeing like some reviews on TikTok from mm-hmm. people who were invited to the premiere, which we obviously should <laughs> have been. I cannot believe we were snubbed <laughs> this way. As uh, fairy tale queens. <laughs> yeah, the premiere fairy tale podcast <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> we should have. We should Definitely have been invited. Been invited. So, yep. Get it together, Disney. Yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, there was a really sweet uh, video I saw of Halle Bailey and Jody, the original voice of The Little Mermaid. Oh, okay. What was her name? I have no idea. Jody Benson. Jody and Benson. Halle Bailey, like just hugging on the red carpet, like oh just my and, God. just kind of having a moment, like. It was so exciting and so cute. And the red carpet premiere looked fun. I guess they like blew bubbles everywhere. I think you sent me a video. And then I went down a rabbit hole of like, why wasn't I invited? That looks fun. One of the one of the pop culture critic influencers that I follow did get invited. Uh, Nikki yeah. Marina. She's so funny. Uh, great takes. And yeah, she did get invited to the premiere and just uh, she also posted a, vid- a photo of her just freaking out when they did start blowing the bubbles. Yeah. So Very cute. cute. Yeah. Super cute. And she loved it. And I usually, I usually find that her critiques are spot on for me. I agree with everything she says, nice. uh, whether she liked or disliked something about a mm-hmm. film. So I'm, I, I don't know. I'm feeling good about it. I'm feeling encouraged. Yeah, it kind of it, it hyped me up. I'm thinking I'm going to buy my ticket today and go see the premiere, and then we could talk about it on our next episode. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try to see it sometime, um, sometime the week after it comes out, and then we can we can have a chat. We're just going to be carrying Mermaid into June, which mm-hmm. 
uh, since the Little Mermaid is such an inherently, you know, queer metaphor, yeah. carrying it on into Pride Month works perfectly for me. Hell yes. Yeah. Also, we're really excited. Uh, we're going to be guests on Not My Fantasy Podcast. It's a fantasy uh, fairy tale podcast where they watch like movies that are fairy tale fantasy based. Colin and Hannah are super funny and we are really excited to join them. So definitely go listen to that later this month. Yay. I'm so excited. Yeah. We're going to be talking about The Little Mermaid, uh, the 1989 version. So that'll be really fun. Yeah, and if we, oh, and I guess we won't be able to sneak in actually going to see the Little Mermaid before then, the live action one. No, but, it won't be out. It won't be out yet because we didn't get invited to the premiere. But, rude. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I'm always always excited to talk at length about the the 1990s animated one. Oh hell yeah! So definitely make sure to go check that out. Not my fantasy. <laughs> Ooh yeah, Pride Month fairy tales. I might. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to plan it out. I feel like I've been trying to plan out what t- like what tales I'm going to read too far in advance and then I get really mm-hmm. stressed out about it. Yeah, it's a uh, that's why I've almost always mm-hmm. operated on the I pick them the day I'm going to read them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't have time to overthink it because I will. Yeah. This is not, we we were talking about how this is not a history podcast. If you want to actually learn something, <laughs> go over to the fairy tellers or read the Wikipedia page or I don't know. This is not the place. <laughs> exactly. We were Perfect. we were commiserating with each other over how <laughs> in our heads and anxious we get about introducing certain fairy tales, especially if they're especially if they're fairy tales that don't come from sort of one of our heritage cultures. Yeah. And, yep. and f- we feel like there's a lot of pressure to like get it right and and present something in the full context of where the story comes from. But that's really difficult when we're not academics, we're not historians, we're not folklorists. We both have full-time jobs and a lot of hobbies and other things that we're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we don't we don't do all the research. But we do think these stories are super fun and super interesting and want to tell them to each other and thus to you. So yes. we also, you know, as always, we highly encourage you whenever we read you a fairy tale from anywhere on the globe, if it catches your interest, you've got access to all the same free internet resources we do. Go <laughs> go read the Wikipedia page. <laughs> and honestly, if there's something really cool that you want us to know, send it to us and we'll yes. read it on our next recording because I love getting like more information, especially mm-hmm. if you are from that culture. Like, that's so cool. I actually, we had um, Beatrice on our Instagram sent me a video or sent us a video. I say me because I'm the one that checks the messages uh-huh. <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> it's when you send people, when you send us Instagram stuff, you're talking to Kelsey. <laughs> to me. And I'm the one responding probably unless I ask Abby to respond because like, you know, if it's like specific, usually if it's like a book related thing, I'm like, Abby probably read this. I'm on it, babes. <laughs> Abby, go respond. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Beatrice, I think from Brazil, I'm not totally sure. I don't think she actually said she was from Brazil, but she sent me like um, a video about how all these different cultures say once upon a time. Mm-hmm. And it was really fun, a really cool video. I'll repost it on our Instagram after this episode comes out. My favorite one was in a time when tigers smoked tobacco. Oh, I think I saw this video. Yeah, it was so cool. And she said that one was from Korea. 
mm-hmm. which of course it was because Korean folktales are my favorite. I need to They're buy so amazing. The Korean the Korean folktale pantheon book. I just need it. I just need to order it online. I keep going to my bookstores, my local bookstores, hoping that they have it. Because mm-hmm. I have seen it and I didn't buy it. And then I regretted it ever since. So you just order it online. Yep. It's just, it's time. It's time to give up on your local. Well, <laughs> everyone, <laughs> it's time to give up on your local bookstore. Just go buy from Amazon. <laughs> no, don't go to Amazon. Go to bookshop.org. Yes, we're. They yep. donate to local bookstores, which is really fucking cool. Yeah. Okay. So you can still support indie bookstores that way. Yeah. And if you go to our show notes, we post all of the books that we read from. You can buy them from bookshop.org if you click on that link. And it actually gives us a little kickback, which is fun. Heck yeah. So we can uh, use those. I think we get like, you know, 10 cents per book that you buy probably. So it goes toward our (laughs) book buying fund. (laughs) Get on it. Support the podcast. (laughs) Anyway, Beatrice also said in Brazil, we say something in the lines of there once was, which is similar to once upon a time. And anyway, I just thought Mm -hmm. that was so cool. So. Well, I like I like there once was a lot. It really mm-hmm. it's simple but conveys the same meaning. Yeah. But it's also like it's nice and vague. You don't have to put an explicit time period on it. Mhm. I love all the different fairy tale openings and I just think it's cool that like all these cultures ha- kind of have their own and Yeah. I <laughs> I especially loved in that video, though, because now I'm definitely sure we saw the same one uh, where they included the opening to Star Wars, I think, at the very <laughs> yes, end. Yes, that was it. Yeah. So <laughs> a long good. time ago in a galaxy like far, far, far away. Far away. <laughs> <laughs> totally counts. Totally counts. That uh, Star Wars is fairy tale. That's that's folklore. That's folklore, that's, baby. That's folklore, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I also wanted to, I wanted to tell you about this game that uh, one of our listeners, Frankie Brown, who's also an amazing artist, go look at all of her work. Um, her Instagram is at Frankie underscore Brown underscore illustration, and her stuff is so good. She does a ton of fairy tale art. It's like Lino cut, if I'm saying that right, and it's gorgeous. And I wish I could buy all of her artwork. Um, anyway, she sent a game that she recommended uh, called Bramble the Mountain King. And it's oh. a fairy tale game. Did you re- watch the trailer? I did watch the trailer. And I actually have seen that game around because Steven was considering buying it a while ago. He should. I Because, f- okay, it is Little Nightmares, but make it fairy tale. It Ooh. is. Uh, like, I was, I was texting abby and i was like this game is dark as hell it's so scary it's so dark it starts off really like magical and fairy tale-esque and then it gets Uh like horror movie dark like it's fucked up trigger warning times a thousand like it was really gory really bloody um and there was a point where witches were sacrificing babies Oh my god! It's <laughs> fucked. It was so dark. Oh, so it's very traditional. I was just like, "Holy shit! This is not what I was expecting." And what what I was really excited about to tell you this. So he's like a little blonde boy. It's very Swedish. It's all. It's like trolls steal his sister, right? Okay. And you're this little blonde boy, and I was like, "Oh, this is very Swedish." And I was like, "I'm gonna name this kid Ollie after." <laughs> Ollie from uh, the big troll of old mountain or the old troll of 
big mountain, something like that. Yeah, yeah, like sweet Ollie that uh yeah. sweet, sweet, brave, dumb Ollie. <laughs> dumb Ollie who like leaves with a troll and like holds his hand and Uh-huh. So I was gonna name him that and I said that to Adam because Adam's like sitting next to me while I'm playing. And I uh-huh. kid you not, there's like I was right in the very beginning of the game. I had just said that and I'm like exploring these different things. And then it has um it has like where little kids draw on the wall to mark their height as they grow up. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. And it said his name is Ollie. Oh <laughs> it my said god. O L L E or Ule. Ule. <laughs> and I screamed and I was just like, I called it. That was his name. I fucking knew it. <laughs> you and didn't have just, to name him anything. I know it was already Ollie or Ule. I mean, you know, with a print with a accent, but I was yeah. just like, this is amazing. I'm so proud of myself. Adam's like, you know way too much about fairy tales. <laughs> or you know exactly the right amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if sisters. I'm just I wonder if Ollie is just kind of like a general boy's boy's name in Sweden, uh, Swedish folklore. Just kind of common. Or maybe that like was a nod John to or... that story. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Oh my gosh, that'd be so cute if that was true. I was kind of like, what if his name was Ivan? Mm-hmm. But this wasn't Russian. It was very Swedish. And his sister's name was Lillimore, which I thought was really cute because that means little mother. (laughs) Isn't that from that poem that uh, Froney used to? Yeah, yeah. Nay, Lillimore. Nay, Lillimore. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. No little mother. No little mother. So, uh, yeah. And I've been learning Danish um, through Duolingo. I think we talked about that in one episode, but we had to cut it out because we were I think I cut it out for time. (laughs) It was that but episode I, that was already like an hour and 40 minutes. And, we, and I, that was me cutting stuff out. <laughs> yeah. But I got to see a couple. Um, Danish and Swedish and Norwegian are all really, really similar. So I mm-hmm. could like read a few things, which I thought was really exciting for me. Anyway, it was That's a really fun cool. game. I had a lot of fun. Um, it also, you said I also you don't recommend it for me, though. I it was spooky. I think Steven would enjoy it. And then you can watch the magical parts. And then when it gets too gory, cause he's literally like waiting through, like there's a butcher troll and there's a part where he's waiting through like blood and gore. Ugh. It was so, is fucked. <laughs> it's scary too. <laughs> and, and so I killed Ule like a million times. <laughs> I died so many times in that game. It was hard. I also got attacked by a merman. Yay! That's so exciting. It was really scary because you're like really tiny. You become this like really tiny. You're like a Tomta-sized little person. Uh-huh. And this giant mermaid merman who's really creepy looking and playing the violin and also trying to kill you, which I need to look that up. I haven't done that yet, but it was really scary. I don't know if that's – it has to be from like real folklore because everything else was – yeah. And oh anyway, my God. he was like crawling through the mud, like trying to get me. And it's a lot of like, you're just running away as things are chasing you. It's really scary. It was really scary. That's what it seemed like. Cause I think my first, Steven sent me a TikTok of someone playing this game. And it's, you know, you're like, Ollie's crying. Ollie's crawling along a branch and you see like this troll like in the distance he's crawling over a branch like over a stream or something yeah and then suddenly the troll like looks your way and then just like slips underneath the water and you don't know where 
it's going or even if it saw you or uh, it's really there's a lot of really scary parts in the game yeah it was um I actually had really bad dreams after I finished it. Really? Boss, like the very last part was really hard and I died literally a million times. I actually, the music was making me so mad because it was that music where it goes. Oh, no. I started getting faster and faster. I had to turn the music off because I was so, I was so distracted by it. Mm-hmm. I just kept dying. I was like screaming at Adam, like, this is so hard. This is impossible. I hate this game. <laughs> and then I had bad dreams that night about three monsters chasing me and a friend based on those like three things that I'm like trying to run away from. I don't know. It was, it was, it was a crazy game. If you like fairy tales, uh, just like definitely recommend it, but it, just know that it is so dark. <laughs> that sounds really cool. I'm never going to play really, it. Yeah, but that watch does sound Stephen amazing. Yeah, I will watch Steven play it over his shoulder. Yeah. But I, th- I think that, he'd like it the best that way, you know? Yeah, because I, like I like a good spooky story, but I totally feel you on having to turn the music off. Because mm-hmm. especially music that like starts scaling up. Uh-huh, in yeah. franticness, yeah, yeah. As, you, as you you're anxious. doing the end, mm-hmm. yeah. As you're doing something complicated, like I could, like that, absolutely. Also, just pushes my anxiety button and kicks it into overdrive. <laughs> yeah, and I mean they do that on purpose, and it's just, uh huh. I mean, it was fun. It was very memorable. I'm sure they're gonna make a second one. And okay, a good story, but like Jesus, Ole Ole needs therapy. <laughs> all fairy tale characters need therapy <laughs> i feel like i feel like a lot of that game was the part in the fairy tale where it just says that like oh and they all got slaughtered to death and it's so quick but this is like the reality of it like oh they all mm-hmm. got slaughtered like and then you see it and it's horrifying yeah, they take you scene by scene yeah exactly Jeez. any hoozle any hoozle that does sound <laughs> creepy and cool and i lo- like I I love seeing an increase in games that are based on folklore. That's yeah. making me happy. Are you ready to hear some fairy tales? Oh, please. Please tell me more <laughs> crazy mermaid shit. I must know. Okay. So I found two short folk tales this week. Um, one is from Poland and the other is from Nigeria. I mean, it's all over Africa, but the main country is Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So the first tale I'm going to tell you is the Mermaid of Warsaw. Warsaw is a city in Poland. Is it the capital? It is. It is the capital. So it's very important. She's it's a, a very, very important, important city in Poland. <laughs> <laughs> She's a very important mermaid. <laughs> she is. So um, I am going to tell you a little bit of backstory, but I'm going to make you make your pre- well, yeah, I'm going to make your predictions first because I feel like. Ooh. The history gives the folktales away. Okay. In this case. So tell me, give me, it's pretty short. So I'm going to give you two predictions for each story. So give me two predictions for the mermaid of Warsaw. Okay. First of all, this mermaid is from Warsaw. So I am predicting that she is fancy. She's fancy. Okay. She's the capital mermaid. (laughs) She's a capital mermaid. (laughs) <laughs> She's one of those capital city chicks. <laughs> She's hoped. She's couture. Amazing. Yes. Okay. She's fancy somehow. I don't know. 
<laughs> I feel like that's going to be up for debate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, th- and this is based purely off of having played The Witcher 3 pretty obsessively. Yeah. And that's based on a based on a series of books that are based on Polish fo- Polish folklore. Oh yeah! But I am going to once again predict that this mermaid is will she is going to eat a person? Will eat a person? Ugh! Or going to try to or something? Best. She eats people. She eats people <laughs> as she should. She's fancy, and she only eats the fanciest people in town. Mm. That's what she deserves. Okay. As she deserves. And my third prediction. No, you only get two. I only get two. Okay. So she's fancy and she eats people. Those are my predictions. Did did you want to switch out any of those? Hell no. I'm really satisfied (laughs) with both of those. Okay. (laughs) Uh, All right. So uh, the Mermaid of Warsaw is based on a Polish folktale. She's a symbol of Warsaw. And she's usually seen holding a sword and a shield. So she's badass oh oh man (laughs) i guess so i was gonna i was gonna (laughs) predict that the mermaid's a warrior somehow and i uh i mean war should have done that sounds like a badass city doesn't it 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 does it does sound (laughs) terrifying the warsaw (laughs) (laughs) so polish mermaids are also known as sirenka uh which is like a siren and they are freshwater mermaids fun and okay the, the creature was found on warsaw's coat of arms in 1390 and this one showed an animal with bird legs and a torso covered in dragon scales what and then later in 1459 the seal had more feminine feminine characteristics uh, it had a bird torso human hands a fish tail and bird legs and claws i'm gonna send you a picture on our chat i Please do, because I'm having a hard time picturing. That's so fun. Also, yay, freshwater mermaid. Interesting. Yeah, she's like a river mermaid. So check that picture out. That is like kind of creepy, right? (laughs) (laughs) She's so beautiful. (laughs) Oh, wow. That is so strange. But yeah, um, it's... I like the the feet. And it has like little dragon wings, too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, it's so... it's. (laughs) <laughs> honestly it kind of reminds me of like so she's um it's it's still like an it's still like a naked human like person with breasts on top uh-huh um but the lower half is not a beautiful fishtail it's like it looks like a <laughs> chicken yeah it's she's like got a, like weird duck feet yeah like it's yeah duck feet with like this long dinosaur tail and <laughs> And and teeny tiny little like <laughs> dragon silly wings. dragon wings that are coming off of like her hips. <laughs> she's amazing, and she has a sword and a shield. And the shield and is she's badass. A sword and a shield. The shield she has would like a pokey so... thing coming out of yeah, it. Yeah, it's got a little spike on it. Yeah. Well, that's like that's kind of the original look for. Well, I don't know about the original look. That's one of the looks for sirens. Is they have mm-hmm. like those chicken feet. Yeah, it would be bird like bird women. Yeah. And not necessarily like fish women, the way we think of mermaids yeah. and stuff Isn't that today. Interesting? That is so fun. Um, I love her. I, I would do. be I would be so frightened if I saw her <laughs> anywhere. 
<laughs> yeah. Here, I'm going to send you, this is like a more updated one where it's like a naked lady with a fish tail and that's much more like current mermaid much style. more of like yes what we now think of as mermaids but i like the <laughs> original so much more i know that's that one is from 1652 and i'll post all of these on our instagram page so you can see them but you can also go to the wikipedia page mm-hmm. um which is where oh, I found i'm in it. love yeah so good so i love um there are several legends about the city's mermaids and I'm, you know, I'm just gonna. I think I'm gonna wait to get into the story to tell you that part. Okay. So I found this from um a Lam. I can't even say that Lamustworski. dot wordpress. dot com. I'll post it in the show notes. Um, and that says this is the most popular, uh, the most common legend of the mermaid of Warsaw. I'm just gonna get into it. Okay, do it. Oh my gosh. Please do. <laughs> oh, and so some of them have different beginnings. So I'm going to kind of read two beginnings. Ooh, yes. My favorite I love- the first one is, a long time ago, there were two twin mermaid sisters swimming along the Baltic Sea till they reached Gdansk. Okay. And they decided to split and one went to Copenhagen and the other one decided to go down the Vistula River. So, in some of these legends, one of the mermaids is the mermaid of Copenhagen, like is Hans Christian Andersen's Little Mermaid. Oh, that's so cute. Interesting. Yeah. Like, so I, the mermaid of Copenhagen, I guess that makes sense that the mermaid, yeah, Copenhagen. Right? So I feel Denmark. like that has to be like, a more modern take. Yeah. But I think that's really interesting. A lot of the, the stories started out that way. That's really cute. Or maybe that's like where. Hans got some inspiration for like, yeah, like maybe. he read this story first or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. But Cute. I thought that was really fun that they're like, oh, it's the Little Mermaid from Denmark was her twin sister, and this one came, you know, swam up the river. I don't know. Cute. I like it. So once upon and this is this is how the other legend starts. Once upon a time, there was a sea mermaid. There was a sea mermaid who got lost and swam up the Vistula River. After a long journey, she decided to take rest on the riverbank, and it happened to be in the area where modern-day Warsaw is located. She looked around, fell in love with the harmonious surroundings, and decided to stay. Oh, okay. Local fishermen started noticing that something unusual was disturbing the river's calm waters and releasing fish from their nets. Sorry, and releasing I love it. fish from their nets. So she's fish freedom. <laughs> she is making waves. Justice for <laughs> fishes. <laughs> Not deliberating much, they decided to catch the damage doer. To their surprise, they saw an unusual woman whose legs were covered in scales, looking just like a fishtail, captured in the trap that they prepared. She asked them to release her, and the mermaid's melodious voice made them fall in love with her. They apologized and let her swim freely. Yes, as they should. Siren <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> oh, I'm Siren sorry. Privilege. Or pretty privilege. <laughs> pretty privilege. <laughs> pretty voice privilege. From that day on, they were often gathering up on the riverbank after a hard day of work, listening together to the mermaid's soothing songs. One day, a rich traveling merchant found out about the mysterious creature and sneaked to the riverside in the evening. 
After listening to the mermaid, his greedy heart and soul desired to own her. Because of course. Of course. I knew I, this was going I knew this was going this was going to involve rich fuckers somehow. <laughs> Always. Goddamn them. It's never enough. Eat him. Merchant's mercenaries put up a trap and captured the mermaid, then locked her in a nearby hut and were waiting for further orders. The mermaid started crying, and her cry was like the saddest song of all nature. People's hearts were bleeding with sadness. The brave fisherman's son couldn't stand the torment brought upon the mermaid and gathered the locals. And they banded together, and they defeated the guards and set the mermaid free. Fuck yeah. I will never forget your deeds, said the mermaid. I can't be coming to sing for you any longer. But whenever your people would meet overwhelming troubles, I will be ready with my shield and sword to protect you, just like you protected my freedom. The end. I love that story. Isn't that super sweet? That's super sweet. Oh, I love like local peasant mob rescues mermaid instead of like kills mermaid. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, they all band together and decide to save her. Yeah. And so she's loyal to the people of Warsaw forever after that. Yeah. Yeah. And you can go, I guess you can see a bunch of statues like around Poland of her. Oh, wow. I'm disappointed she doesn't eat anyone, but I'm also really excited. <laughs> like that, oh, that was There's lovely. the fix. She eats the merchant. She eats the merchant. Okay. Yes. That's the one fix. She eats the merchant. I just sent you her. Oh, that's um, cool. The statue by the Vistula River. Isn't that cool? That's really cool. And I it like is like how- an old school siren. She's got kind of like two fins. Yeah. Like there's still the suggestion of, of, of like, the upper part of like legs mm-hmm. there. So like she has two thighs and then her like, it's just, it's just that like from the knee, from the knee down, it's like flippers. Yeah. That's really cool. cool. Yeah. She's so neat. And I love that it's, she just has a sword and shield. Yeah. She's protecting them, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's, standard it's just standard equipment for all mermaids is mm-hmm. they just come equipped with their own swords and shields and <laughs> that's just I think what mermaids great. do. They're just badass. Yeah. Yeah. What happened to the mermaid from Co- from Copenhagen that she ditched her sword and shield somewhere? I know, geez. So she's a sad girl mermaid. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> this is a mad girl mermaid. <laughs> this is a mad girl mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was a very short uh, I don't think you got. Oh, but is she fancy? It, she's not fancy the way I meant. <laughs> okay, then you didn't get any points for that one. I don't think so. If, if I think I would have claimed she's fancy if this had been a little more like the Little Mermaid, and they were like she had a certain number of oysters that were allowed to clip themselves onto her tail or something. Oh yeah, for sure. That would have been that would have been mermaid fanciness to me, but definitely, yeah, that is a fancy mermaid. No, she was yeah. more just like a badass. She's I don't even know she was that badass. Mermaid. I don't know why she has a sword and shield. That wasn't anywhere in the story. And I looked, I looked for longer versions, but I couldn't find anything. So if you uh, know of any longer uh, stories or other stories about the mermaid of Warsaw, please send them to us. Please let us know. <laughs> yeah. All right, that was so great, the though. other mermaid I, like I wanted to cover is the Mamiwata. And there's a lot of information about the Mamiwata. Um, I'm only going to cover a little bit of it because I just didn't have the time to do all this research. And there was a lot. So fair. I'm just going to 
give like a quick overview. And again, I'm going to make you make your predictions before. Ooh, before you do it? Yeah. And this one is called The Story of Mami Wata and the Fisherman. So give me, it's also pretty short. Give me two predictions. Ah, uh, hmm. I think Nigeria has a lot of rivers in it. So I'm going to guess that this is another freshwater. Okay. Mermaid or water spirit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking Mami Wata is a water goddess. Water goddess. You only get two. I only get two. Uh, freshwater water goddess. Okay. Perfect. I love it. Mami Wata is a pidgin English word for mother water. Um, mm-hmm. She's also known as La Serene or Siren. It's like kind of like French, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and of course. She is a water spirit from West, Central, and Southern Africa. Ha-ha. Okay. Uh-huh. So you already got a point. Point for Abby. <laughs> Mami Wata spirits are usually female, but they are sometimes male. And I think then they're called Mami uh, Poppy. Wata. Papi Wata. Okay. So she is a mermaid-like figure with a woman's upper body and the lower half of a fish or 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 a serpent. (gasps) Yes. Ooh. Which is very cool. And I was also actually reading a few um, indigenous folk tales. Mm -hmm. They also had serpent lower halves, which I think is really fucking cool. (laughs) That's really fucking cool. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So many different kinds of mermaids. It's fucking awesome. People love ladies, ladies with different lower halves. Yeah. Big fans. <laughs> they really do. We should find some like centaur stories. Ooh, let's do that next. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really fun. Okay. The existence and spiritual importance of Mamiwata is deeply rooted in the ancient tradition and mythology of coastal and southeastern Nigerians. She often carries expensive baubles such as combs, mirrors, and watches. Oh, so she's fancy. She is fancy. She's super fancy. You should have uh, rolled that prediction over. Oh, man. <laughs> I wanted to hint at that, but I didn't want you to get it. <laughs> Ma. Uh, a large... St- a large snake symbol usually accompanies her, wrapping itself around her. Which oh, she sounds amazing. I have a hella cool picture to send to you that I'll also post on our Instagram. Mm. Isn't she beautiful? I love her. Stunning. Yeah, she's fancy. She's and very I wa- fancy. I want her oh, to I have I love a- her jewelry. I know. I want her to have a serpent tail. I think it's so yeah, cool. Yeah, I love that. She's part snake. Oh my uh, she's, gosh. She's commonly seen with a mirror in her hand. Mami okay. Wada is able to embody ritual performances and worship ceremonies for Africans through this instrument. It represents a movement through the present and the future. And her devotees are able to create their own reality through imaging of themselves in their own recreation of Mami Wada's world. So the mirror is like really important and really common in her mythology. Oh. I love that. I love that yeah. too. Okay. Oh, here's a cool sculpture of the. So she is considered a water deity. Um, and here's a really cool sculpture from the 50s. It's also, it's all on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I know. Isn't that like, she's just gorgeous. I'm obsessed. 
Yeah, that's really cool. I love how like she's got both the snake. Well, it seems like they do that. They did that in the illustration too, where she's got mm-hmm. both a snake wrapped around her shoulders and then another one that's sort of like winding around her hips. Yeah. And Very she's cool. also got legs. So I feel like she mm-hmm. maybe she's like a shapeshifter. Yeah, that would make sense. I think a lot of um like a lot of the water spirit stories that I was reading mm-hmm. to prepare for this month, most most of them seem to have like shape shifting abilities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least between like they can switch out like whether or not they wanted like a tail or more legs. Mm-hmm. Which is super magical. Very cool. Yeah, I love it. Um, so now I'm going to tell you the story of Mami Wata and the fisherman. Okay. Once upon a time, there was a fisherman named Kofi who lived in a small village by the sea. Kofi was a skilled fisherman, but he was also very poor and struggled to make ends meet. One day, while fishing in his small canoe, Kofi saw a beautiful woman with long, flowing hair sitting on a rock by the shore. She was surrounded by a group of sea creatures, and Kofi realized that she must be Mami Wata. He knows her when he sees her. Uh Uh-huh. Mami Wata looked at Kofi and smiled, and he was immediately struck by her beauty. She invited him to come closer, and Kofi paddled his canoe toward her. As he got closer, Mami Wata told them that she had a gift for him. She reached into the water and pulled out a golden fish, telling Kofi that it would bring him great fortune. Kofi was overjoyed and thanked Mami Wada for her generosity. He brought the golden fish back to his village and sold it for a large sum of money. With the money, he was able to buy a new boat and better equipment, and he soon became one of the wealthiest and most successful fishermen in the village. Nice. I know, hell yeah. A plus. (laughs) Thank you. From that day on, Kofi would often see Mami Wata while out fishing, and she would always give him gifts of fish or pearls. He knew that he had been blessed by the powerful water spirit, and he always respected and honored her. And this is just one example of a... Oh, yeah. (laughs) Until she (laughs) ate him. (laughs) (laughs) Another fix. (laughs) One was kind of waiting for the turn, right? Like, what's he going to do to piss her off? Oh, yeah. I think maybe if it were a longer fairy tale, but these are just kind of like basic overviews of the Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And this is just one example of a folktale about Mami Wata, and there are many others that feature her as a powerful and benevolent figure who brings wealth and good fortune to those who honor her. The end. I love that. Yeah, so it's just kind of kind of an overview of the legend of Mami Wada, but I thought she, I thought it was so cool and she's just so beautiful and there's a lot of history behind this, so go look it up. <laughs> and actually I like I like her as like a benevolent, just a generally benevolent spirit. Yes, there is like a like situations where she can bring on bad luck and it can mean death. But from all the actual folk tales that I could find, it was mostly like she's bringing them gold like you're mm-hmm. going to be rich now. <laughs> You're going to be rich now. I've decided I like you. I've taken a shine to you. You seem mm-hmm. like a nice guy. <laughs> Have a golden fish. <laughs> Hell yeah. I love that. Yeah, me too. That's really sweet. So freaking cool. Yeah, no um no eating of people. I feel like those are going to be more in folktale legends and not so much in the written down or oral fairy tales, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're probably right there. 
At I just, least not I the just ones always survived. I know, me too. I just always want like a sharp toothed, like I'm going to drag you down to my lair and eat you now. I know, I do too. Uh, if I mean, anyone but, knows of a story like that. I mean, you were kind of onto something with the the Irish mermaids, the marrows. Yeah, they were kind of spooky. Well, the males, anyway, were like spooky looking. We're a little scarier. Because of homophobia. <laughs> because of the homophobia. <laughs> <laughs> the women are pretty and the men are really scary fish looking. That are so scary and gross that not even their women want them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> want them. <laughs> we'll get one okay. someday. I'm sure of it. That's so cool. Okay. I loved, I did love both of those stories. I'm glad. Yeah. I thought they were really cool. I love that there's just all these, like, I love that mermaids kind of transcend cultures. It's just really mm-hmm. cool. Yep. Gorgeous, gorgeous people who live in the water. <laughs> yeah. Gorgeous <laughs> women. <laughs> yep. In particular. <laughs> water. <laughs> and a lot of scary men. In the water. I will never be able to get in the jaws of the merman out of my. (laughs) Man, that was a fun one. I'm so glad you read it. You did such a good job. Okay. um, Are you ready for my story? I'm so ready. Please tell me. Okay. So this one is a German fairy tale and it's called The Nixie in the Pond. The Nixie in the Pond. Ooh, I love it. I am going to go ahead and give you the background, the background first. Oh, okay, cool. On this one. So this is one of the stories that does uh, appear in Grimm's fairy tales. Um, I just happened to find it reading through my Penguin Book of Mermaids classics. So this one should be in the Grimm's in one of the editions of Grimm's fairy tales somewhere. Um, And Nixies in general are uh, freshwater um, freshwater mermaids or freshwater water sprites. Yeah. Freshwater sprites. So I feel like I've heard that name before. Nixies. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, probably. probably did an episode on them. On Nixies. Yeah. That's probably true. I bet they did. Um, I, I think, think that. From. Yeah. Alluring did an episode on the Nixies. It's uh, their episode number nine. Okay, cool. And, so and if you we- want to know more about Nixies, go check their episode out. Yeah. Go listen to Alluring. So that's literally that's that's all of the that's all of the background I had. It's just it's okay. it's usually German in origin and Nixies are freshwater sprites. Okay. I guess so this should. is the Nixie in the pond and oh. uh you get a three. Ooh, I get three. Mm-hmm. Uh I pre- <laughs> I'm gonna predict that this mermaid eats someone. <laughs> Amazing. Because <laughs> we really want that. <laughs> we do. She's going to eat or maybe yeah, okay. Sh- well, I guess Nixie eats someone. Okay. I love Nixie is like a name. It's cuz it makes me think of like Trixie. Mhm. Yeah, like <laughs> and also Pixie. Yeah. Okay. Nixie eats someone. This I'm going to guess one of the characters are royalty. All right. And my third prediction is, um, hmm, it's German. Mm-hmm. It is German. It's a grim fairy tale. 
You know, I actually haven't read a lot of like mermaid stories in grim fairy tales. I don't think mm-hmm. Germany has had a lot of mermaid stories. There aren't a lot of them. Okay. Nixie eats someone. There's a royalty character. And my third prediction is that there are some helpful fish. Ooh, I love a helpful fish. <laughs> I love a helpful fish. And they are very helpful. And fish are kind of like mice a lot in fairy mm-hmm. tales where they're just, they'll help you out. Yeah. Oh, uh, like the golden fish in my last story. I mean, kind of inadvertently helpful, but still. <laughs> helpful in the sense that, like, it helped him get rich. Yeah. Because <laughs> he sold it. Yeah, you're right. Okay, tell me a story. Okay. I also love that we both um, did freshwater, freshwater mermaids today. Yeah. Totally. I think, well, the African one, Mami Wada is technically, she's more of a coastal mermaid. More coastal, yeah. But, uh, but the mermaid of Warsaw is yeah. a... Freshwater mermaid. mermaid. I feel like mermaids can do whatever they want. They can. They can live wherever they want. They live in ponds. They live in yeah. ocean. They live in rivers, lakes. They can get dropped off into a lake by an angry whale. <laughs> <It's fucked up. laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a miller who led a pleasant life with his wife. They had money and property, and their prosperity increased from year to year. Calamity, however, can strike overnight. Mm-hmm. Just as their wealth had increased rapidly, it also began to decrease each year until the miller could hardly call the mill that he inhabited his own. No. I know. His problems weighed heavily on him, and when he lay down in bed after working all day, he couldn't rest. Instead, he tossed and turned and worried himself sick. One morning, he got up before daybreak, went outside into the open air, and hoped that this would ease his heart. As he walked over the dam of the mill, the first rays of the sun burst forth and he heard a rushing sound in the pond. (gasps) (laughs) When he turned around, he caught sight of a beautiful woman who was rising slowly out of the water. Sounds really creepy, though. (laughs) Yes. Slowly? Slowly. Like, Like, that's always like the little girl from The Ring where she slowly comes up. Yes, absolutely. When he turned around, he caught sight of a beautiful woman rising slowly out of the water. Her long hair, which she clasped by her tender hands over her shoulders, flowed down both sides and covered her white body. He realized that this must be the Nixie of the mill pond and became so frightened that he didn't know whether to go or stay. Oh, so he's smart. Yeah, he's smart. He's not dumb. He's like, oh shit, she's going to eat me. (laughs) That's definitely where he's thinking it. That's definitely where he's going for it. (laughs) But the Nixie raised her soft voice, called him by his name, also fucking creepy, Mm -hmm. and asked him why he was so sad. At first, the miller was distrustful, but when he heard her speak in such a friendly way, he summoned his courage and told her that he had formerly lived in happiness and wealth, but was now so poor he didn't know what to do. Mm. I mean, when you meet a fairy tale creature, they are scary, but I feel like you got to be f- at least kind and maybe yeah, you at least yeah maybe it's worth risking your life cuz maybe they'll give you a golden fish or help you or exactly the at the very least uh have a be polite when you're talking to them mm-hmm. and but see what happens <laughs> and that's exactly uh the miller's strategy here so he tells the nixie <laughs> about his life and the nixie says Calm yourself. 
I shall make you richer and happier than you ever were before, but you must promise to give me what has just been born in your house. Oh, no. Oh, no, indeed. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, indeed. Um, this is where the Miller is actually being kind of dumb. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. That can be nothing but a puppy or a kitten, thought the Miller. And he oh, agreed he to give her what she desired. He does not know his wife is pregnant. He must not. Oh, my somehow. God. Come on, buddy. <laughs> Come on, buddy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, that's women's affairs and <laughs> therefore no concern of mine. <laughs> I don't really look at her, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I don't know. She's complaining a lot lately. That's. <laughs> oh, no. She's eating more than her fair share of the food. That's for sure. <laughs> God damn it. So thinking that that could be nothing but a puppy or a kitten, he agreed to give her what she desired. Uh-huh. The Nixie descended into the water again, and he rushed back to his mill, feeling consoled and in good spirits. And just as he was about to enter the mill, the maid, which he can apparently still afford to keep around despite oh, being wow. so poor. <laughs> you're so poor, and you're freaking out, but you have a maid? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wonder if that was just translated kindly from slave, you know? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Maybe it's just a polite, a polite you know? translation. <laughs> <laughs> a euphemism. Mm-hmm. Could be. Could be. But regardless, uh, the maid stepped out of his house and shouted that he should rejoice for his wife had just given birth to a little boy. Yay. Nixie's going to eat your baby. Yeah. <laughs> The miller stood still as if struck by lightning. He realized that the sly Nixie had known this and deceived him. That's your own damn fault. You didn't. Come on. Like, you didn't realize that your wife was, like, close to her due date or what? Like, maybe this, maybe the baby is, like, super premature. And so he didn't think that, like, she was close to giving birth. Maybe. I mean, I know there are some people that have, like, given birth and they didn't know they were pregnant, so. Yeah, that's true. That's, like, so honestly, my one of my biggest fears. That's so scary, like, not knowing you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm. Absolutely not. Well, that sucks. So he goes to his wife's bedside, and she, when she asked him, why aren't you happy about our fine little boy? He told her what had happened to him and what he had promised the Nixie. <laughs> What good are happiness and wealth, he added, if I must lose my child? But what else can I do? I guess he, at least he cares. At least he's like remorseful. Yeah. He's remorseful. But there's a lot of I in here. <laughs> <laughs> what good are happiness and wealth if I must lose my child? He's like sitting next to his wife who just gave birth <laughs> to, to said child. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Even the relatives who had come to visit and wish them happiness did not know what advice to give him. In the meantime, prosperity returned to the house of the miller. Whatever he undertook turned into a success. It was as if the coffers and chests filled themselves of their own accord, and the money kept multiplying overnight in the closet. It did not take long before his wealth was greater than it had ever been before, but he couldn't rejoice about this with an easy conscience. The consent he had given to the Nixie tortured his heart. Whenever he walked by the mill pond, he feared that she might surface and remind him of his debt, and he never let his son go near the water. Mm-hmm. She's going to get him. Be careful. Oh, is she? You She's going to she get him. Be careful, he said to his son. 
if you just touch the water, she will grab your hand and drag you under. <laughs> Can you imagine being told that as a kid? As a child? Like, <laughs> what? Like, move. <laughs> right? She's Don't still let in a there pond. anymore. <laughs> she can't leave her fucking pond, apparently. <laughs> He's making this harder than it has to be. Truly. You've got so much money now, you could just move. Yeah, just move. However, as the years passed and the Nixie did not reappear, the Miller began to relax. Mistake. Mistake. When his boy became a young man, he was given to a huntsman as an apprentice. And once he had learned everything and become an able huntsman, the lord of the village took him into his service. In the village, there was a beautiful and true-hearted maiden who had won the hunter's affection. And when the lord became aware of this, he gave the young man a small house. So the maiden and the huntsman were married, lived peacefully and happily, and loved each other with all their hearts. Aww. At least he's a man now. Now I don't care so much what happens to him. (laughs) Exactly. He's an adult now, and anything that happens to him is his own damn fault. (laughs) Yeah. I figured, like, the Nixie wanted the baby specifically. Nope. She's biding her time. She's like, I live forever. I'm immortal. So, you know. I'm immortal. Time isn't real. I'm actually looking for a husband. (laughs) Yeah, right? Don't worry, I've got time to wait. (laughs) (laughs) Once when the huntsman was pursuing a deer, the animal turned out of the forest and into an open field. The huntsman followed it and finally killed it with one shot. He did not realize that he was close to the dangerous mill pond. And after he had skinned and gutted the animal, he went to the water to wash his hands that were covered with blood. (laughs) No sooner did he dip his hands into the water than the Nixie rose up and embraced him laughingly with her sopping wet arms. Then she dragged him down into the water so quickly that only the clapping of the waves above him could be heard. Ooh, I love it. I know. She's just been biding her time. She's like, I've got 20 years, whatever. Yeah, I'm patient. I'm not doing anything. I'm in this pond. Mm -hmm. I'm in this pond. With these helpful fish. (laughs) (laughs) With perhaps some helpful fish. (laughs) When evening fell and the huntsman did not return home, his wife became anxious. Ooh, is she going to go save him? (gasps) Maybe. Oh, my God. Please. No, I want that. She went outside to search for him, and since he had often told her that he had to beware of the Nixie's snares and that he was never to venture close to the mill pond, she already suspected what had happened. Because she she's knew. fucking smart. She knows. <laughs> she's like, ugh. Okay, Fuck. well, there's one thing he's not supposed to do, so he must have done that. So he must have fucking done that, and that's why he's <laughs> not home. <laughs> oh, man, I love her. She rushed to the water, and when she found his hunting bag laying on the bank of the pond, she could no longer have any doubts about her husband's misfortune. Mm -hmm. She wrung her hands and uttered a loud groan. Oh, (laughs) fuck. (laughs) I'm assuming it's more grief stricken than that, but I also love that she's just, like, exasperated with this man. (laughs) I choose to interpret it as an exasperated groan of, like, oh, my God. The one thing you're not supposed to do. (laughs) She called her beloved by name, but it was all in vain. Then she rushed to the other side of the mill pond and called him again. She scolded the Nixie with harsh words, but she received no response. So I also love the (laughs) image of she's running around the pond going on like, you bitch. (laughs) Give me back back husband. (laughs) You... (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm trying to remember. Like they said something. Oh, that's right. Watery tart. <laughs> you watery tart. <laughs> you watery tart. Giving back right now. <laughs> that's from a uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, amazing. Of like, oh, we're just supposed to like call you king because some watery tart threw a sword at you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fantastic. Um, but she received no response. The water's surface remained as calm as a mirror. Only the face of the half moon returned her gaze. The poor woman did not leave the pond. Time and time again, she paced around it with quick steps, never resting for a moment. Sometimes she was quiet. Other times she cried softly. Mm. Finally, she lost her strength, sank to the ground, and fell into a deep sleep. And then she was seized by a dream. <gasps> Ooh, so much is, is happening in this story. I, I love know. It so this is magical. Yeah. She was anxiously climbing up a mountain between two huge cliffs. Thorns and briars picked at her feet. Rain slapped her face and the wind whipped through her long hair. When she reached the peak, there was an entirely different view. The sky was blue, the air mild. The ground sloped gently downward and a neat little hut stood on a green meadow covered by flowers. She went towards the hut and opened the door, and there sat an old woman with white hair who beckoned to her in a friendly way. Witch. Witch. She's a witch. Do we get witches and mermaids in the same story? That is amazing. <laughs> yes. This is a good one. I know. I was so excited when I read this one. <laughs> At that very moment, the poor young woman woke up. The day had already dawned, and she decided to let herself be guided by the dream. So she struggled up the mountain, and everything was exactly as she had seen in the night. The old woman received her in a friendly way and showed her a chair where she was to sit. You must have had a terrible experience, the woman said, for you to have searched out my lonely hut. The young woman cried as she told her what had happened. Then the old woman said, console yourself, for I shall help you. Here is a golden comb. Wait till the full moon has risen. Then go to the mill pond, sit down on the bank, and comb your long hair with this comb. When you're finished, set it down on the bank, and you'll see what happens. She becomes a mermaid. <laughs> Amazing. Ah, she's going to become a mermaid. The woman returned home. But she felt the full moon was very slow in coming, but finally it appeared in the sky. So she went out to the mill pond, sat down, and combed her long black hair with the golden comb. And when she was finished, she set it down on the edge of the water. Soon after, a bubbling from the depths could be heard, and a wave rose up, rolled to the shore, and took the comb away from it. The comb sank to the bottom in no time. Then the surface of the water parted and the head of the huntsman emerged into the air. He did not speak, but with a sad look, he glanced at his wife. At that very moment, a second wave rushed toward the man and covered his head. Everything disappeared. The mill pond was as peaceful as before. Mm. Indeed. I should have predicted magic comb. Magic comb. There's a, there's a lot of classics in this one. I mean, I almost predicted some sort of like al amulet, like a magic amulet mm -hmm. or talisman or something. That would have been a good one for this. So I love I love this. Yeah, it's really it's really cool, and I love uh, that she's getting help from an old witch. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So the young woman uh, goes home disheartened, but she has a dream of the witch again inviting her back to the hut, and she goes back. 
And this time, the wise woman gives her a golden flute and says, wait till the full moon comes again. Then take this flute, sit down on the bank, play a beautiful tune. And after you're done, lay it on the sand and you'll see what happens. So she does exactly that. And kind of the same thing happens. A wave rises up, scoops the flute into the water and the water parts. And this time, uh, both the head and half the body of her husband become visible in the water. And he stretches towards her with outstretched arms and she stretches back for him. But just as he does this, a huge wave rolls by, covers him and drags him back down into the water. Oh, what's the use? exclaimed the unfortunate woman. I've given glimpses of my dearest only to lose him again. Yeah, and Grief she filled her heart anew. And mm-hmm. she has to wait a whole month for like the chance to try to rescue him. Yep. She has to wait for a month in between, like mm-hmm. her opportunities, like which must be really kind of torturous. Mm-hmm. And he's down. He's been down there for two months now. Yeah. She, at least she can see him. He's mm-hmm. He's there. And he knows that she's working on it, which I think makes it better when you're captured of like knowing that someone is trying to save you. Yeah. I mean, it's lucky she found this witch. Yeah, it's truly a dream. Uh huh. It's very cool. It's a fairy godmother. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like very fairy godmother ish. Very just kind of like, you poor thing. I've, I'll help you out. Mm-hmm. You poor unfortunate soul. <laughs> you poor unfortunate soul. <laughs> Except this old woman's actually doing nice things for her because Who's, she's nice. Who says Ursula can't do nice things for other people? She's just a chaotic neutral. She's chaotic right? neutral. Not the Disney one, but the sea witch That's in fair. the OG Little Mermaid was very just, yeah, sure, I'll help you. Yeah. And this Here's how you can pay me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do with it what you want. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so... She goes back to the wise woman and is just really full of despair. And the woman comforts her and gives her a golden spinning wheel and says, not everything has been completed yet. Wait until the full moon comes, then take the spinning wheel, sit down at the bank and spin until the spool is full. When you're finished, place the spinning wheel near the water and you'll see what happens. And the young woman does exactly that at the next full moon. She spins diligently by the mill pond until there's no more flax left and the spool is completely full of thread. But no sooner was the spinning wheel standing on the bank than the water bubbled in the depths more violently than ever before. Mm -hmm. A powerful wave rushed to the shore and carried the spinning wheel away with it. Soon after, the head and entire body of her husband rose up high like a water geyser. (laughs) Quickly, he jumped to the shore, took his wife by the hand, and they fled. Yeah, run away. Run and away. Move, like go to a different town or something. Seriously, don't live here anymore. <laughs> but they had gone barely a short distance when the entire mill pond rose up with a horrible bubbling and flowed over the wide fields with such force that it tore everything along with it. Ooh. The two escapees could already picture their death. Then in her fear, the wife called to the old woman to help them. And at that very moment, they were transformed. She into a toad, he into a frog. (laughs) Cute. I know. (laughs) Amazing. Now they're toads and frogs. It's neat that they're not just both toads or both frogs. Nope. They just, she turns them into different creatures, different (laughs) species of like similarly amphibious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Critters. Roughly the same size, maybe. Yeah. 
toads are huge, I think, and frogs are little. Yeah, you're right. I'm imagining a little chorus frog. You can sit on top of her and she can hop. There you go. (laughs) There's definitely like a little animated film in here somewhere. For sure. When the flood swept over them, it could not kill them, but it did tear them apart from each other and carry them far away. Mm. After the flood had run its course and both had touched down on dry land, they regained their human shape, but neither one knew where the other was. They found themselves among strange people who did not know where their homeland was. High mountains and deep valleys lay between them. In order to earn a living, both had to tend sheep, and for many years they drove their flocks through fields and forests and were full of sadness and longing. Aww, I mean, I don't know. What? I don't know. Sad. (laughs) It is sad. It's very sad. They they got flung very far away from each other. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to. I also want to know what happened to the father, the Miller. He, d- you're never going to find out. Yeah, he's just out of the story. <laughs> he's not in the story anymore. <laughs> he's fine. He lived happily ever after. He he kind of shrugged his way through uh, a deal with a Nixie that he made and <laughs> made it his made it his sons and his sons' problem and his wife and his daughter in law's <laughs> problem. <laughs> oh well, okay. One day, when spring had made its appearance on Earth again, they both set out with their flocks, and as chance would have it, they began moving toward each other. That's cute. They're both doing the same thing. Yeah. They're both just shepherding now. Mm-hmm. When the huntsman caught sight of another flock on a distant mountain slope, he drove his sheep in that direction. They came together in a valley, but they did not recognize each other. <gasps> Why not? It says many years have passed. Oh, I was imagining them running toward each other in the field and all the sheep are running around them, too. (laughs) Oh, my God. That would be so (laughs) fucking cute. But no, apparently it's been long enough that they don't recognize each other anymore. Hmm. Aw. And like, you know, it's the Middle Ages. You don't have pictures, right, that you carry around. So I don't know. I could see how you could kind of forget forget what someone looks like, really. Yeah, definitely. However, they were glad to have each other's company in such a lonely place. From then on, they drove their flocks side by side every day. That's cute. I know. Must They're falling dumb. in love again. <laughs> How dumb are you? How are they going to feel They're when they so figure dumb. it out? <laughs> they did not speak much, but they felt comforted. One evening, when the full moon appeared in the sky and the sheep had already retired for the night, the shepherd took a flute from his pocket and played a beautiful but sad tune. When he was finished, he noticed that the shepherdess was weeping bitterly. Why are you crying? He asked. Oh, she answered. The full moon was shining just like this when I last played that tune on a flute and the head of my beloved rose out of the water. (laughs) That's a weird story. (laughs) Weird way to say it. (laughs) (laughs) And his head rose up out of the water like as they do. He looked at her and it was as of as they do. (laughs) My brain just caught up. (laughs) He looked at her, and it was as if a veil had fallen from his eyes, for he recognized his dearest wife. And when she looked at him, and the light of the moon fell on his face, she recognized him as well. They embraced and kissed each other, and nobody needed ask whether they lived in bliss thereafter. The end. Aww, that was a sweet ending. <laughs> I know. Kinda, I don't know. <laughs> I know. It's it's a little it's a little dumb. <laughs> it's a little dumb that they don't recognize each other. Oh, that's funny. 
And the Miller was a little dumb for not realizing that, like, oh, I guess my wife could have given birth while I was out today. <laughs> yeah, maybe just don't make deals. Don't make deals yeah. with Nixies. Just say no to Nixies. Just say no to Nixies. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Like, say it politely, but, you know. <laughs> well, or maybe don't make life-changing deals unless you're going to go, you know, maybe talk to your wife. <laughs> Seriously, what he should have said was, can can I have a day to think about it and go talk to my wife? <laughs> <laughs> let me con- let me go consult my life partner. Mm-hmm. Let me go make sure that what's been born in my house just now is something I'm willing to part with. <laughs> what if it was, oh my gosh, what if it was one of his maids like kids? You know, like. That's such a good point. He didn't even consider that. That would that, have been like, so fucked up. Like. <laughs> Honestly, he probably would have been more okay with that deal. Uh-huh. I like that he was really worried like that that plagued his life for so long and then he just like disappears out of the story completely. Yeah. It it just it doesn't matter anymore. Like he might be he might have died like a very happy, very wealthy man before the like main events of the story even take place. And that's that's what I'm going to say in my head cuz that makes the most sense to me. So just once again, um, people making deals with supernatural creatures that other people are going to have to deal with. (laughs) Not my problem. (laughs) Kicking that can down the road. (laughs) Sounds like a problem for my son to figure out. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, I don't know. Just don't go near the mill pond. (laughs) I mean, that does seem like the easiest solution is just move. Yeah. You have all this money. Just go far away. Yeah. Don't live in that village anymore. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, well. Well, that was a really fun story. I loved it. I'm glad you did. Do you have any fixes for it? I think the ending, I mean, I love the ending, but them not recognizing each other is really silly to me. But I guess that makes it, that's a good point. Like if you don't have pictures of someone and it's years later, you might not recognize them. Yeah, yeah, because like the memory you have in your head is of them when you knew them and maybe times were harder and people changed more. Yeah, in probably. appearance. Last time you saw them they were a toad. <laughs> yeah, you know, the last time the last time you saw your <laughs> beloved they were a an amphibious creature. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I don't have a fix for it. That was really cute. I like that a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I I generally don't either. I think it's just really precious. Just in general. Very romantic. I guess my only fix was that there should have been some helpful fish. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if only there were some helpful fish. I Oh, you know what? I guess then I'm going I'm to fall back on an old faithful fix of I want to know a little bit about what was happening to him with the Nixie. Because he was trapped yeah. with her for three months. And I want to know what that was like. Yeah, I kind of want to just know more about the Nixie in general. I, mm-hmm. She wasn't in the story very much. No, she was barely in it. Yeah, that's usually how these how these go. Yeah, it's it's called it's you know it's the white snake, which is in the first paragraph and never mentioned again. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I did think I don't know. I just thought the story was really sweet, really romantic. Yeah, it is. And I like that they both became shepherds. <laughs> yeah, funny. they both became shepherds. They both like found each other again by accident. I, of course, love a story where, you know, the woman is really like smart and resourceful. Mm-hmm. 
and resilient and and is able to rescue him with the help of an old witch, which I think is also wonderful. I know. So I, was, know. I was kind of expecting her to like dive down and just start throwing hands at the next. <laughs> oh, that would have been so good too. <laughs> Uh, she just like decides like fuck it. She dives in, just uh, underwater. Like, stop battle. giving me all this other shit and f- give me like a way to breathe underwater so that I can dive in there and beat the shit out of her. Yeah, I thought the comb was gonna turn her into a mermaid and she was gonna be able to swim down and save him, which also would that would have been super cool. But the rest of it was good too. All right. Well, I think that is going to do it for us, and that's going to do it for Mermaid. We hope you enjoyed these mermaid stories. I definitely did. Yeah, me too. I'm going to be thinking about uh, the Mermaid of Warsaw for a long time. Yeah, she's hella cool. Hella cool. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you so much for listening to Fairy Tale Fix. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple or you can leave us a review on Spotify. Oh, yeah, we have a new Apple review, actually. <gasps> Yay! Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, Tammy319. Tammy. Tammy wrote, love these fairy tales. The stories are amazing. So many I've never heard before. I love retelling them to friends and families. The chatter and giggles are great. Thank you so much. Thank thank you so much, Tammy. (laughs) (laughs) We really appreciate it. And that helps other people find the show. So if you do have time to leave us a review, we would super appreciate it. Very much. Tammy is our new favorite listener. Our favorite listener. Thank you so much. If you love the show and want to support us, uh, you can also get extra episodes and other cool bonus content at our Patreon by signing up at fairytalefix.cash. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. We're all at fairytalefixpod. And please email us your favorite fairy tales, folklore, nursery rhymes, and other such fantastical things at info at fairytalefixpod.com. And the mermaid of Warsaw, after she was set free by the very helpful fisherman, went and got her sword and shield and impaled the rich merchant and then dragged him down to the bottom of the river and ate him. (laughs) Just an excellent fix. (laughs) And while his brave wife was off consorting with witches and figuring out different ways to free him... We just get a little more of the Huntsman story while he's trapped with the water Nixie. What did she want him for? Mm-hmm. We'll never. Now we get to know. Yeah. <laughs> and they all lived <laughs> happily ever, ever after. after. The end. The end.